You're listening to the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. Now here's your hosts, Kevin, Derek, and Alex. Alright, and welcome in, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of the Good Old Boys Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm Derek, joined as always by your co-host, Kevin. Here ready to go on a Friday night, you know, um, the weekly huddle, bet set snap, finally got it right there. So, how you doing tonight? I'm doing good, man. I'm doing good. Coming off a nice Thanksgiving with the family. Um, went into the office for a little while today, but then got got home in time to watch a terrible Black Friday football game. Um, and then switched over, watched uh, Mizzou beat Arkansas into the dirt. Um, and then what was I watching? I was watching Texas, Texas Tech before I came up and you know finalized the show doc, made everything you know, nice and neat here, ready for the show. But, uh, you know, I can't complain, man. I've been watching football and, and, you know, hanging out with the family and now I get to hang out with you. Like, I don't know what else I could be asking for. No, that sounds like a, that sounds like a really good time. My day, not that, uh, dissimilar, right. Coming off some really good, you know, eating and vittles yesterday and hanging out with the fam, um, yesterday and today. So got lots of really kind of good things cooking and, uh, pun definitely intended there. So, um, no, it's been good. It's been good, right? The the football games have been interesting the last couple of days here. Um, you know, today the uh, the 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 Black Friday football game was about as enticing as most of the Black Friday deals uh, this year, just not really existent. That's right. kind of the one thing, right? Like, so for those of you that don't know, I I did retail for many, 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 many years. And uh, I sat there and I was like, oh, I want to see what all the, the hubbub is about and the, you know, what all the, uh, yeah, the hullabaloo is on this, uh, on this side of, of working retail. Right. So I was, I was looking out there at some of the deals and all that. And like, I don't understand why everybody got all worked up for this over all these years. Cause I really didn't see much out there, but uh, you know, if you were able to find some deals out there, uh, you know, good for you and happy shopping. Uh, yeah, I, I think that, honestly, the one that I liked and that intrigued me was on a computer because uh, I, I needed an upgrade. And so I've been I got myself an early Black Friday gift. But I mean, I saved myself a few hundred bucks. And, you know, so far, I really like it. So it's working well. Obviously, it's working for the show. Um I feel like I'm having less issues with this new one than I had with the old one, you know, knock on wood, fingers crossed, whatever, but you know, definitely some, some, uh, some good games that were on yesterday, right? Like the, um, th- there were also some not so great games, right? But, uh, definitely some football happening, some good things going on there. We got some more games ready to go. And we'll get uh, through the slate there as well. Um, anyway, let's, we do have a couple of, uh, couple of comments here in the chat. Let's go ahead and get through these things. Uh, COD Reaper looks like he's posting early. So saying that by the time we'll uh, read this, he'll be watching uh, some high school football team. The, uh, the team is in the, uh, the finals. So very nice. Good luck to you. Absolutely. Uh, but he's going, but the ongoing matchups, Dobbs, Mostert, B Robinson, Thielen, uh, Metcalf, Conklin, Debo Samuel on the bench. He's got uh, Lawrence, James Cook, Boyd, uh, Deontay Johnson, Myers, and Curtis Samuel. The matchup that he's up against is uh, Mahomes, Etienne, Pacheco, Dehop, CD Lamb, Komet, Davis. The bench is Mayfield, Zach Moss, Rice, Shahid, Engram, Darren Waller. Thoughts? Well, 
and he's saying right there's where he's sitting on the scoring. Yeah, I, I, well, at the moment you're kind of handcuffed in, honestly. Um, because yeah. my guess is the way you typed it is the way you had it play. So Debo was probably in your flex based off of this. Um, Mostert had a good game tonight, so that's good. Um, mm -hmm. Robinson, Brian Robinson would have already played. Yeah, Robinson would have already played. Metcalf played. Debo played. So, I mean, it, it is what it is. On, would you play Dobbs this week or would you play Lawrence, Derek? I mean, I, I think I would have tried to find a way to get James Cook in that lineup. I probably would have played him over Robinson going up against the Cowboys this week. But I understand yeah. people's reservation to that. But what's done is done. So now with what he can do. Um, basically, it is, man, Conklin's already played. Basically, it's Dobbs or Dobbs or Lawrence. Yeah, or Deontay Johnson or Thielen. Like, that's all that's left there. Um, yeah, I'm playing, and I think I'm I, playing Thielen against Tennessee's pass defense. Yep, yep, absolutely. Um, the Dobbs or the Lawrence, I mean, I could go either way on this one. Now, we'll... Uh, uh, I just I won't even bother holding this one back. I had a little nugget saved up for the uh, when we talked about that Houston and Jacksonville game. But uh, Houston has had Jacksonville's number, um, you know, against the spread, you know, going all the way back to about 2018 when these teams meet. Um, but Houston definitely the hot team right now. They've been pretty gritty against the pass. I I think I would go Dobbs on that one. Uh, just from the standpoint, I think that that Chicago and that Minnesota game could get a little back and forth in it, and we could see a we could see a pretty good little Monday night game here on that one. So I think I would go Dobbs over Lawrence. No, fair enough, fair enough, and I'm I'm perfectly fine with that. I I think the two are so close to each other this week that it's it's truly a coin flip, but. I'm all for it, and I've always said I, I I like having some investment in the Monday night football game, and that's what Dobbs gives you. So uh, he gets the slight edge because he's on primetime. Fair enough. And then uh, COD Reaper saying happy Thanksgiving. The stuffing knocked him out. And, yep, we don't have any other questions, comments on this one. Let's go ahead and start getting into some of these slates of games and, and rolling through that. And, yeah, everybody out there, make sure that you're getting your um, – your questions in here for the comments, all that kind of good stuff. Let's uh, let's rock and roll and help you guys out here. Get the, uh, get the W's uh, as we continue that March on towards the cash and trophies. We are in week 12 and uh, looking to get even better here and getting everything set up, ready to go here for the uh, championship runs this season. But first matchup here, we're going to jump right into it. We've got the saints and the Falcons. Saints favored by two, the over under 41 and a half thoughts on this game. Uh, I'm going to take Atlanta as a home dog. Uh, they, they play a little bit better at home. I know new Orleans is coming off of a bye, but uh, neither team has been overly impressive. Derek Carr has been less than advertised. Um, looks like he's trending on, on playing. Um, so I just, I, I think this is going to kind of be, an ugly game. I'm also taking the under, like I think points, uh, I, I think we're, it's either going to be way under or way over. Like, I do not think this totals close and I'm leaning on the way under side. I just think, um, 
Desmond Ritter being back, inept offense, and Atlanta's defense has been just good enough to be a kind of a pain that I think we're going to be searching for points in this game. So it's going to be kind of a snooze fest here on Sunday morning. Yeah. Yeah. I'm right there with you. Uh, I'm going the under, like I'm, I'm going to be surprised if either team gets the 20 points to be perfectly honest with you. Um, we're going to be in for some quarterback play that is less than stellar. Um, on this one, right? Like Derek Carr trending, I think actually does worse things for the, uh, you know, especially for the pass catchers outside of Alvin Kamara out there in new Orleans. So, um, Yep, doesn't make me excited on this one. I am going to take New Orleans to cover this thing. Atlanta's just been bad. Um, I, I don't know how they're going to continue to try and move the ball with with uh, Desmond Ritter under center here again. So I'm going to go the New Orleans route. I'm going to take the under. Um, one of the props that I really liked, I'm going to take Derek Carr to go under 240.5 passing yards. Very good. I'm going to take Jonu Smith over two and a half receptions because Desmond Ritter hates Kyle Pitts. Fair enough. Yeah, but that Jonu, they'll uh, they'll throw him they'll throw to him all day long. They'll set yeah, up bubble Desmond screens does. and everything else. Yeah. Yeah, Desmond absolutely does. Like I feel like this is uh, if you would have put it at at three and a half, four and a half. Like I I, I think I still take Jonu. Like I just for whatever reason. Ritter looks to Janu before he looks to Kyle Pitts. And I think it's probably because Pitts runs a deeper route, right? Like Pitts does run more wide receiver-esque routes. Janu's much closer to the line of scrimmage. Desmond Ritter has zero vision of the field. So when in doubt, you check it down to the closest guy to you. And a lot of times that's Janu. Yeah, unless it's a running back and then, you know, we'll just forget about them. So anyway, I'm not a, not a, not a bitter Bijan manager at all over here. <laughs> All right, let's last, go ahead and last move week on. You got you there. Yeah, you sure did. It was like uh it was like they went, huh? We should probably uh you know flip the script and get fantasy managers involved in this uh this game here a little bit so that we can get some eyes on Atlanta football. Yeah, I uh I almost took the Bijan rushing prop, but I figured Arthur Smith would just laugh in my face, so I stayed away from it. <laughs> Yep. Yep. Uh, yes. All righty. Let's go ahead and head up to our next matchup. We got the Steelers and the Bengals squaring off Steelers favored by two over under on this one, 35 and a half thoughts on this one. Taking Pittsburgh on the road. Um, Cincinnati's uh, they're going to try and figure this out with Browning. Right. And, uh, it's just it's going to look different. And I think the Pittsburgh defense is just stingy enough that it makes this it makes this a very even game as we see with the two point spread. And I think Pittsburgh wins this um, with a field goal late, but uh, I'm taking another under, like I would not be surprised if we saw a 17, 14 type ball game here. Yeah. Well, and the Bengals are and three against the spread this year in division. So it's an easy goal with Pittsburgh here, right? Um, if Burrow was, uh, was back there, it's a whole other story, but he's not, uh, we're going to deal with the Jake Browning experience here. Um, which I don't think does very good things for anybody on the, uh, the Cincinnati Bengals side from a fantasy perspective here. Um, except for maybe Joe Mixon, but either way, I'm taking, uh, Pittsburgh to, uh, 
to cover this one on the road. I'm going to take the under on this one. Again, I think this is a game where we're going to see a hard time seeing one of these teams touch 20 points. However, I do like Joe Mixon to go and hit his rushing prop of over 64 and a half rushing yards. Very good. Uh, I'm going to take Najee over 44.5 rushing yards. I think with this game being low scoring and close, that absolutely it absolutely keeps Najee in play the entire game. So, um, you know, I might be sweating this a little bit starting the fourth quarter just with the way they've been playing, but I do think he gets there. Fair enough. Alrighty, next matchup. We got the uh, Panthers and the Titans. Titans favored by three and a half, the over under 36 and a half. Thoughts on this one? What a snooze fest this game is. Um, taking Tennessee, taking another under. Like, the, Tennessee's better against the run than they are against the pass. I don't trust Carolina to be able to drive the ball down the field much past Adam Thielen. Um, and one person by himself is not going to beat an NFL team, no matter how bad they are. So, I'm um, taking Tennessee. I am taking the under again, just because I, I just don't see where these points are going to come from. It is just not pretty offensive football from either one of these two teams. And, uh, yeah, if you're not asleep by halftime, you're a better person than I am. Fair enough. Yeah. Uh, that one's going to be a tough one to, to watch there. I do believe, um, this is, this is also one of those that Tennessee, like Carolina has been bad against the run. So look for a Derek Henry sighting in this one. I am going to take Tennessee to cover this thing. I do think that the under comes into play like this one. Again, it very well could be a 17 to 13 type of type of scoring output is about where I see this one coming to play. Um, so I'm taking the under one of the props I really liked was Miles Sanders though, to go over 25.5 rushing yards. Yeah, it's so low. You at least you got to take a crack at it. Right. Um, All right. Man, I really, I really wanted to go with Derrick Henry's. Um, rushing prop against Carolina, but and then I got scared. <laughs> I, but I do think Derrick Henry goes over his rushing prop, but I just wasn't bold enough to take it here on the show. I did take Jonathan Mingo over 25.5 receiving yards. I think he continues to get involved here, and we might see him touch 35, 40 yards here this game. Fair enough. All righty, let's hit up our next matchup. We got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Indianapolis Colts squaring off. Two and a half uh, are the Colts are favored by 44 and a half is the over under on this one. And this is the barn burning uh, matchup here. As far as uh, Vegas thinks the highest scoring output of the morning slate of games is going to be at a whopping 44 and a half here. Thoughts on this game. Uh, I'm taking the barn burning option here. So I'm going to take the over in this game. Um, but I'm taking Tampa Bay to cover here. I think they're just a little bit more complete than Indianapolis is here at the moment. They're able to run the ball a little bit better um, against Indy's defense than, than what Tampa Bay has done. Uh, the last couple of weeks they've struggled here a little bit. But um, I, I think there's going to be some points in this game. Um, and I do think both teams will touch 20 fairly easily. So after that, it's you know a field goal here or there easily gets us to the over. Fair enough. I'm taking Tampa Bay uh, from the simple standpoint. They're 5-0 and on the road against the spread this season when they're underdogs. So all of that checks out there. I think that they make it 6-0 and against the spread uh, after this week. However, in every one of those games that they've done that, the under comes into play uh, 80% of the time. 
So they're four and four and one of uh, those five games that they've gone in and done the uh, pulled it out and and beat the spread on that as road underdogs. The under is coming to play, and that's the way that I'm going to go. I'm going to stick with that trend. I think that that uh, moves up to a five and one um, in those games there. So I'm going to take Tampa Bay. I'm going to take the under on this one. Uh, one of the props that I really like is Jonathan Taylor to go under 20.5 rushing attempts. A massive number. Right. I saw that one. I'm like, this is a massive number. Where did you happen to find that? Do you remember? Uh, I can pull it up. Let's see if it gives it to me here. Rush attempts. Oh, right here. It's on uh, BetMGM. There we go. Yeah. I was. That's a massive number. Um, Yeah. I I, saw that one and went, yep, got to go that route. Yeah, exactly. There, there's a lot of props I really like in this game. Um, I I like the Pittman over. I like the Mike Evans over. I like um, I like the Josh Downs over. And ultimately, I went with Josh Downs receiving props. So over 3.5 receptions for Josh Downs. I think he sees five, maybe even six in this game because Tampa Bay is terrible against slots. Fair enough. Yeah, you can also find some of those uh, that twenty point five number at uh, like Prize Picks, Points Bet. There's a few different places out there that that are carrying that line on that one. So, uh, very interesting, very interesting that you got that many folks out there doing it. But yeah, I think that he probably gets a seventeen eighteen. Alrighty, let's. Uh, and actually, I was looking at the Josh Downs one and saw that you had it and pivoted to the JT one. So. Let's go ahead and hit up our next matchup. We got the uh, Patriots and the Giants squaring off. The uh, Giants are the Patriots are favored by three and a half. Uh, the and the, the over under thirty three and a half. Uh, I'm taking the Giants to cover. Um, would not surprise me if they win outright. And I'm taking the over in this game. I I, I think. <laughs> I do think that we will see a total of 34 or higher, um, mainly because both defenses are subpar, but then again, so are both offenses. So um, it's crazy to see an NFL game line that low, uh, but nevertheless, here we are. So I'm going to take the Giants, and I'm going to take the over in this game in a real thriller down to the wire. Yeah, I'm going to I'm gonna kind of mirror your thoughts there on that one, where I do think that uh, – the Giants find a way to keep that within at least a field goal game. Um, you know, the Patriots might find a way to squeak that one out and, and put a W in the in the win column there, but I doubt it. Um, so I'm taking the Giants on this one. I do think that the over comes into play there as well, right? Like a lot of this has to do with the fact that as bad as New England's offense is, like they're so bad that we're playing guess the quarter, guess the starting quarterback at week 12 because we're not even going to name one going into, you know, after Friday type of thing on this one. So, um, you know, the Patriots led by whoever, you know, lines up under center here. Uh, I think that they find a way to get to about 20 points. I think that the Giants find a way to get to about 20 points. And it's not because the offense has come alive. It's because both defenses have been less than stellar. So I'm right there with you. I think we do see some, some points put up in this one. Um, one of the props I really like was Ramadre Stevenson to go over two and a half receptions. 
I like that one. Um, I ended up going with Saquon over 19 and a half receiving yards. He's really their only consistent source of offense in New York. And it would not surprise me to see him get this off of one screen pass. Fair enough. And I want to go into our next matchup. I misspoke earlier when I said that that uh, Tampa Bay and Indy was the barn burner of the morning. It's not, it's this one. That's the barn burner. Um, So Jacksonville, and the Texans, um, or Jaguars and the Texans squaring off. The uh, Jaguars favored by a point and a half. The over-under on this one, 47 and a half. Thoughts on this one? Taking Houston, and I'm taking a slight under here. Um, I think we will see something, you know, 24-23. Um, by the time it's all said and done with, maybe 23-20, something in that range. But uh, but we'll get to 40 uh, we'll probably get to 45 in most cases, but I think 47 and a half, I, I dumbed it down a little bit because it is a divisional game and I gave Houston the edge because they're at home. So, but I like the under, but I do like Houston. They're, they're a hot football team right now. Right. I'm going with Houston as well. They, they definitely are playing the, uh, you know, the hot hand here. And when you start looking at it too, that you know, when here puts them in control of the division, like there's a whole lot to be said about that one. When you've got a team that's, you know, hot team, they're playing and you, know, you can, they can kind of put themselves in the driver's seat as far as, uh, you know, capturing a division title. A lot to be said about that one. So I do like Houston on this one. I do think that we get into the over, right? Like this one here, we could very well see a, see a bit of a shootout happen on this one here. Not going to surprise me if we see both of these uh, teams uh, get into the mid twenties on this one. Like I'm, I'm thinking almost a 27, 24 type of type of game here. So I do like the over when it comes through as far as a prop. I really like Devin Singletary over 45 and a half rushing yards. Taking Nico Collins over 55 and a half receiving yards. Now, part of this is selfish because I need Nico to have a good week for my fantasy lineup here in the home league. But nevertheless, I I think the fact that all three receivers are going to be there and healthy um, uh, will will help Nico, actually, right? Tank Dell's had a couple big back-to-back weeks, so teams are obviously going to be paying attention to him. Uh, Noah Brown, uh, before sitting out last week, had two really big games. Um, I think, I think this is Nico's turn um, outside and, and at home here against the Jags. So I'm taking Nico over the 55 and a half. Fair enough. All righty. Afternoon slate of games. we got the Browns and the Broncos squaring off here. Broncos favored by a point and a half, the over under 36 and a half thoughts on this one. I'm taking Cleveland because if I take the Broncos, Broncos lose. So I take I'm hoping I'm just punting this week or this game is what I'm hoping. But again, a one point game wouldn't surprise me, right? Something, you know, 13, 13, 14, 13 to 12, you know, something of that nature would not surprise me whatsoever. Um, and I'm taking the under uh, 36 and a half just seems like far too much. Um, Denver's defense has been turning the ball over, but neither team has been able to really move the football without turnovers. Cleveland actually a little bit better on the ground than Denver. And if Denver is going to be uh, kind of beat anywhere here at the moment, it is it is on the ground. So playing into Cleveland's strength and their offensive line play. Fair enough. I am I got to go the other route here, right? Like I'm I'm going to take the Broncos 
on this one, right? I'm going to ride the hot hand with this, um, with this deal. So, um, uh, that being, that being said, I'm going to take the over, right? The, the Browns, when they go on the road, that defense has a harder time seemingly, you know, keeping teams on the under. So I am going to take the over on this one. I think that we find a way that the Broncos get to 20 points. I think the Browns get to about 20 points. Like this is going to be, I think, a, a you know, kind of that 21-18, 21-20. Like it's going to be a pretty, pretty closely contested game here. But I do think that we find the way the Broncos just barely um, squeak this one out. I do think that the over just barely squeaks itself out here. And one of the props I really like, Cortland Sutton to go anytime touchdown. Taking Amari Cooper over 42 and a half receiving yards. That just seems to touch light, um, even against a really staunch Denver defense. Fair enough. All righty. Let's go ahead and head on out to the Rams and the Cardinals. Rams favored by two, the over under on this one, 44 and a half. Thoughts on this one? I'm going to take the Rams in what really I think could end up being a shootout. This, this has the potential to be the highest scoring game of the week for a lot of different reasons. Um, I'm going to take the Rams uh, Stafford healthy cup. We're going to see how his ankle looks, but you still have Puka uh, Kyron Williams coming back is a good thing. There's still holes in Arizona's defense. So I do think that leads towards uh, some points for LA here. Um, but Kyler has been playing really well. So I think Arizona is able to keep it much closer than um, I think what the general fan would think. I think Vegas has it about right. Two-point game. Um, I could see it as a field goal, but I think the general fan might see it otherwise. Fair enough. All righty, question coming in here. We got uh, Tingley over on the uh, YouTube. Ayo, hope you all had a great Thanksgiving. We sure did. Uh, PPR, start uh, Puka or Devonta Smith, then Flex uh, Pacheco or the wide receiver that wasn't picked. Well, I'm going to start Puka, and a lot of that has to do with the fact that he he just gets volume, right? Like, we have yet to see him and Stafford together where he has less than seven targets in a game. The matchup is great out there in Arizona. So I'm going to take Puka to, to play this one. Uh, I think that that – I think that that um, – AJ Brown is the uh, definitely more involved than he was this last week. Um, you know, that one for eight uh, type of thing where Devonta Smith was more involved. So I'm going to think that the, uh, the Eagles have uh, AJ Brown dialed in on this one. Um, as far as the flex goes, I'd probably roll Pincheco over Devonta Smith. Um, I think I'm going with both wide receivers. Okay. I, I, I don't mind the Pacheco pick. I really don't. Um, and maybe that's the right call because Buffalo is better against the pass than the run. Hold on. I'm going to make up my mind here very shortly. Yeah, I'm going Pacheco. So last all right, I was like, all right. I was getting ready to say, all right, we're going to have to debate this one out, but uh... now nah, we're not last four weeks. Bills are giving up 23, almost 23.73. So almost 24 points a game to opposing running backs. Um, 
Set Pacheco's not playing against the running backs. They're playing against Vegas, which are even worse. They're giving up 24 points a game. So, <laughs> sorry, read the long line, regardless of. Uh, Raiders are right there. So, I'm I'm going to play Pacheco. I think it's a little bit more of a volume play there. I think Pacheco's going to see a little bit more play than what uh, Devonta Smith is going to see. Because I agree. I think A.J. Brown gets right here a little bit against the Bills, especially with Philly being at home. Uh, DeAndre Swift, I think, has another big game. So I think they're going to run out of mouths to feed here in this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. So, I mean, I could still see uh, Devonta Smith having a, a pretty good game. Don't get me wrong, but I think that his ceiling is somewhere around the five, maybe six receptions maybe about 60 yards. Like I think that's his absolute ceiling on this one here. Whereas Puka, the, I think you'll, you'll see him go off there. And I think Pacheco probably sees 15 plus opportunities in that game. So. All righty. Again, guys, if you have any questions, anything like that, let's throw them in the chat. Let's get those talked about. Let's get you guys ready, set to rock and roll here for Sunday. Speaking of Pacheco and the Chiefs, that's where we're heading now to the uh, Chiefs and the Raiders squaring off. Chiefs favored by eight and a half. The over-under on this one is 42 and a half. Thoughts on this one? Picking Kansas City in the under, um, mainly because the Raiders offense, uh, I think Kansas City's defense is going to be able to stymie the Raiders offense. Um, so it's not that. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. Anyway, Kansas City coming off that loss, it's not the defense, right? It's the offense that needs to get right. The Raiders are not a very good defensive football team right now. So I do think this is an opportunity for Kansas City to get right in a couple different areas, whether it's Pacheco, whether it's getting Kelsey right, whether it's Rasheed Rice, um, and really finding more ways to get him the football to be productive as a wide receiver because um, Amon drops balls or Marquez drops balls. Um, Scantling is not uh, is not going to be the answer there, and I would not be surprised to see his snap share just plummet after a very poor game um, that cost the Chiefs. Well, especially since he's the you know he, he's the highest paid wide receiver on the Chiefs uh, roster right now, and, and seemingly cannot cannot secure a ball going down the field. So, um, and it's a pretty widespread too, as far as you know. Um, you know what what those guys are making there between MVS and the next highest paid guy. Like it's it's a pretty good spread there. So I I would not be surprised if they start looking other directions there as well. So I do think that Kansas City has the get right game. So I think that they find a way to get to this thing and and win by you know win by nine or more. That being said, the Raiders are still have been a very tough team lately and have been playing incredibly well kind of down the stretch here. Um, you know, fighting, fighting for their new coach here. But I do think that the under comes into play. Uh, part of that has to do with the fact that I, I just can't trust the, uh, the Raiders to put up enough points. And uh, this year, when the when the opposing team doesn't put up many points, the uh, the Chiefs don't put up many points either. So, you know, they're definitely kind of leaning behind that defense there. So even with Kansas City trying to get right on the offensive side of the ball, I think that the under still is in play here. Um, one of the props I like Hunter Renfro go under 23 and a half receiving yards. 
I'm going to take Josh Jacobs over 65 and a half. I think Philly did show some things with DeAndre Swift. Uh, the, the Raiders are at their best when they're running the football um, and being able to use that play action to get it to Devonta Adams. And quite frankly, Aiden O'Connell needs the running game to be working. Otherwise, they're going to be in they're going to be in a lot of trouble. Yeah, agreed. All right, let's hit up the uh, Bills and the Eagles. And Buff, uh, the line on this one, 48 and a half. The Eagles favored by three and a half. Thoughts on this one? Uh, I like Philly to cover this game at home. Uh, they, they're just a hot football team right now, um, and their their defense is extremely strong. They played much better against the pass uh, going up against Kansas City than they have now. Stephon Diggs, completely different weapon on the outside than than what the Kansas City Chiefs offer, right? So this is going to be a little bit of a test to him. Um, however, I do see Philly covering this game with it being at home, and I think we see the over here. I think we are going to see Buffalo move the ball through the air a little bit. Kansas City, I think they're going to be able to have some success on the air, but I think a lot of this is going to be on the ground. We're going to see a very dynamic rushing attack here from Philadelphia and just watch those big uglies up front plow the roads for Swift and um, Kenneth Gainwell. Fair enough. I'm right there with you. I think that Philly takes care of this thing at home, right? Like Philadelphia and and seemingly like when you watch the, the Eagles play, they, are, they don't seem like they're playing their best football. Right, like not like what we saw kind of last year, where they just kind of ran through everybody. Um, through that, like they've been tested a little bit and challenged a little bit, but they've been finding a way to just win games and get that done. Um, you know, even when some of their best players aren't having good games, like they're still finding a way to win as a team, and I think that they do get that done, especially at home. Um, so I do think that the Eagles find a way to win this one. I do think that the over comes into play. Not going to surprise me if we see both, you know, see at least one of these teams touch 30 points in this one here. And so that being the case, one of the props I really like, I mentioned it earlier, I do expect A.J. Brown to have kind of a get right, bounce back kind of game here after a one catch for eight yards type of performance last week. So I think that he is going to go over 79 and a half receiving yards. Uh, I'm going to take James Cook over 15 and a half receiving yards. Uh, he's been uh, a little bit more involved in the offense here the last couple of weeks. The Bills the Bills look like a better offense when James Cook is active. So uh, it's going to be tough sledding on the ground a little bit for him, but I do think he's able to get over this receiving prop at 15 and a half. Uh, bonus prop, um, I would take the Josh Allen over 0.5 interceptions. Yeah, uh, that would probably be a very good one as well. All right, let's go ahead and move into the Sunday night game. We got the Ravens taking on the Chargers. The Ravens favored by three and a half, over under 48 and a half. Thoughts on this one? Uh, I'm going to take Baltimore and the under, uh, mainly because anytime you think Baltimore's going to get in a shootout, the defense shows up to play and they just shut down the opposing offense. So, yes, they're going on the road. I don't think this defense cares that they're on the road. I think that they're motivated, that they're the number one seed currently, and we're going to see a motivated Baltimore Ravens team travel and take care of business. Yeah, I would agree. 
Um, and you're right. Every time we thought that that this was going to get uh, you know a little bit nasty, a little bit of a higher scoring affair, all of those types of things, it is being the under. That being the case, so I'm still going to take the over on this one. Uh, yeah, I just, quite frankly, I want to see points on a Sunday night. So that's kind of where where my line, where my head's at, and where I'm I'm thinking on this one. I do think that Baltimore finds a way to get this thing done and cover that three and a half. One of the props I really like, Zay Flowers to go over four and a half receptions. Uh, we'll see what this Ravens offense looks like without Mark Andrews here, but we've seen we've seen the Mark Andrews miss a couple of games earlier this year, and that was big things for Zay Flowers. Um, in that one. So I think that we'll probably see him come down with at least five receptions in this one. Very good. Uh, I'm going to take Keaton Mitchell under 42 and a half rushing yards. I know he's kind of been the darling, the big explosion plays. Uh, the chargers have been a pretty decent run defense. Um, and so it's really kind of their strength of the defense is the front seven and going up against Baltimore. I think they realize that that's what they need to slow down and, and really continue to force Lamar Jackson to beat you with, um, a game time decision, OBJ and Zay flowers and Rashad Bateman. So, um, I'm going to take the under on Mitchell's rushing. Fair enough. All righty. Monday night game. We got the Bears and the Vikings. Vikings favored by three. The over-under at 43 and a half. Thoughts on this one? Take a Minnesota. And I'm going to take the over. The first game. Typically in these divisional games, right? You see, if you see one game that's way under the total um, earlier on in the season or way over the total, the second time they play later in the season is almost the exact opposite. Uh, the first one, we saw a very low scoring affair in Chicago where Minnesota was able to uh, squeak out a win. Um, I think Minnesota is able to get another win, but I don't think this one's low scoring. I think there's going to be some points in this game. Uh, Justin Fields is back. He ran all over the place last week. I think that'll continue. Minnesota, a little frustrated coming off of a loss. Um, on Sunday night last week against Denver, they get back home. They're able to get right and go into their bye week, hopefully to have Justin Jefferson back um, the following week. Right, so we we will we'll see if if his hamstring is is a hundred percent right, and, and if Jefferson feels like it's a hundred percent and what they want to do. But um, fingers crossed, he's healthy. Right, the game's better. It's more fun to watch when Jefferson's playing. So. Uh, Godspeed to him. And then, uh, yeah, on the prop, I'm going to jump ahead of you, Derek. On the prop, I'm going to take Jordan Addison over 45 and a half receiving yards uh, because the Vikings will not have near as much pressure on them as they did last week against Denver. So Addison will be able to eat. Yeah, I like the Addison play so much. I also took it a, uh, a Addison uh, prop here as well to go over three and a half receptions. So you and I are... Uh, Team. Big things here for Jordan Addison coming to play here in week 12. And I'm right there with you. I do think that we see some points on this one. I think that the Bears, you know, have realized that they're they just have a harder time kind of stopping anybody. So, you know, they're going to kind of let Justin Jeff or Justin Fields do his thing there and put up some points on this one. I do think that the Vikings get some points uh, put up there as well. So I think that we we could have one of we could have this game potentially touch the uh, the 50 mark in this one. So I do like Minnesota, though, to come away with the cover and the win on this one. So I think that this might have been the fastest we've gone through a uh, bet set snap here on a Friday night. 
Yeah, little turkey hangover, right? Right. So it's all good. Oh, hey, Terrence, what is going on, buddy? All right. So Terrence is saying, trying to win out. Started the Dolphins' defense. It's a good play. Garrett Wilson, he got you some points. Hall Ferguson so far, they gave him 56.8. Still got Stroud, Cup, Ford, Kyron Williams, and Matt Prater. I I like it. I think yeah. I think you got a good shot. I mean, I think you could see another what? I think you'd see another sixty-five points between the four of them at least. Get an extra touchdown in there. You might even be able to touch seventy between them. So yeah, it's a strong lineup, right? And like where you were looking at it, uh, Wilson. Yeah, that was that was kind of the play there. Like, was he going to be able to get you enough there? That touchdown certainly helped out. So, um, yeah, I, I kind of concur. I think you're uh, you should be in a pretty good running there. So, guys, if you have any questions, anything like that, let's make sure we get those put in here so we can get you rocking and rolling here. Um, get you all taken care of here on the uh, the Friday night weekly huddle. Because if not, I think we're going to start signing off here. So. Well, we'll give everybody a few more minutes to post them in there. Any final thoughts out there for the viewers and listeners? Woof. I just realized I went up against the Dolphins defense in our home league. <laughs> Brutal. Um, yeah. No, I mean, I hope everyone enjoys the rest of the weekend. A lot of good football on this weekend, especially Saturday. Um, Sunday, there's good matchups, right? It, good for fantasy, but the, the matchups themselves – are, are a little difficult, right? Uh, this uh, metrics that the NFL used to write the schedules is not panning out so well, large part due to injuries, but man, oh man, um, some of these are just downright ugly unless you can make it all the way to Philadelphia and Buffalo and then the Sunday and Monday night games. Right. And Terrence saying that uh, in his matchup, he's going up against Lamar Jackson, Bijan, Mixon, uh, Keenan Allen, Zay Flowers, Laporta, Monty, Bills, Butker. Uh, the Bills aren't going to hurt you. Monty had a pretty good game there. Laporta had a so-so. I think Flowers will get you done, uh, get some receptions on you, but I wouldn't be wor too worried about touchdowns or yardage, right? I think that Zay Flowers gets about five for 50. Keenan Allen up against the the Ravens, right? Like I, I fully expect the Ravens to try and shut him down. So I think you get a down week out of Keenan Allen. Joe Mixon should have a good week. Bijan's a wild card. So yeah, I still it'll be, like it'll be tough, but I think I like yours by a hair, Terrence. Yeah. It says he's benching Cooper, Pickens, Najee, Higgins, A Chan. T Law and Mitchell. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah. I think that I think you've optimized the roster. I wouldn't be making any changes there. So all righty. Well, if we have any other questions, make sure we get them in there. All of that kind of good stuff. And we'll uh start kind of rocking and rolling through this thing. And yeah, I know one of the things that I'll be watching tomorrow is to see what happens in that BYU-Oklahoma State game. Go Cougars. <laughs> Terrence said maybe he should drop... No. Uh, he, no, 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 no. 
No. No, no need for that. You're also not going to be playing Bateman over any of the guys that you have in that roster. Yeah. Keep keep the running back depth. Yeah. Gus Edwards goes down and Keaton Mitchell becomes a, a real thing. deal. Yeah. Absolutely. So, well, guys, I do think that that's going to do it for us. Any final, final thoughts out there? Nah. I'm good. Enjoy the time with the family. Catch everybody Absolutely. on Tuesday. Yep, we'll be back Tuesday, rocking and rolling on the Tuesday show here. That's going to do it for us. You can hit us up in all the socials, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, all the things, at good old boys, FF, and we'll uh, you know get you guys squared away with any questions, anything like that you have in the meantime. Um, anyway. We'll, uh, we'll call it a night. Happy uh, Turkey weekend and Turkey holiday to everybody out there. He's Kevin. I'm Derek. Have a good one. Be safe. Toodaloos.